This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 3-1 pitch, swing and a drive. Deep to right field, way up there, way out of here. Goodbye, baseball. Eight strikeouts for the King tonight and make it... 23 consecutive scoreless innings for Felix. Strike three called on the outside corner, and there it is. It's time for the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Kyle Seager, that just happened. Thank you very much. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. Welcome back to the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Gary Hill back with you. Great to be here once again. This part of the podcast is going to be very brief. Uh, standing in the middle of hordes of people at the airport, getting ready to head to Oakland here for the Mariners three-game series coming up. So uh, sometimes recording these can get somewhat awkward, you know, standing in a sea of people. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do to get the podcast on the air each and every day. So here's what we have for you. We're going to roll through the highlights of what was a tremendous game last night for the Mariners, beating the Rangers. They've taken three of four. And now look to take that momentum to Oakland for three games coming up this weekend. A big series for the Mariners, obviously. When you look at the standings, the Mariners an opportunity to take advantage, especially with the offensive surging. And then the Mariners, of course, uh, just rolled against Texas. 35 runs in the four-game series, taking three of four from the best team in the West and the best team in the American League. So a big series offensively for the Mariners. Some pitching matchups that you like heading to Oakland. A couple pitchers with ERAs over six in their short time in the American League. Of course, Kendall Graven will be a tough matchup on Saturday against Felix Hernandez. But Iwakuma, Felix, and James Paxton coming up this weekend for the Mariners. So a big weekend coming up. We're also going to get reaction from the game last night. Scott Service will talk about his thoughts about last night and uh, well, he was pretty pleased and for good reason we're going to hear from Taiwan Walker made some adjustments we'll hear what he has to say after the start and a lot to get to we'll hear from Dan Wilson as well so thanks for being here once again we'll talk to you on Monday after what should be a very interesting weekend for the Mariners Adams get another big win over the Texas Rangers. They take the series three of four from the team with the best record in the West. A team that was rolling coming into this series, but the Mariners take three of four. And they flexed some serious muscle offensively. In four games, the Mariners 35 runs. They hit 323 as a team. They bash nine home runs in the series. Eight doubles along the way, and they draw 22 walks. It was base runners galore. It was runs everywhere, big hits, the whole thing. An impressive series offensively for the Mariners. And now they take the momentum on the road. We'll take on the Oakland A's for three. We'll have that preview coming up in a few minutes. This is a big weekend the Mariners are staring at, not only because who they are playing, a chance to take advantage, though, because a lot of the teams in front of them are playing each other as well. So a chance to take advantage this weekend. 
Mariners beat the Rangers. Let's get to the highlights. It was Taiwan Walker. All eyes on Taiwan Walker early on in this ball game. The new mechanics. He walked the first two batters he saw, but then settled in, and he did get that last out of the first inning. The 2-1 pitch, swinging a fly ball into center field, racing back, warning track, Martin to the wall, he's there, and makes the catch, and that will retire the side. Leonis Martin had a chance to get back, turn around, make the catch, about a step from the wall in center field to end the inning, and Taiwan Walker gets himself out of a jam here in the first. So a zero on the board in the first inning. After the two walks, he retires the next three, a punch shot and a couple of fly-outs. The last one was deep, but it stayed in the yard, and the Mariners would take a one nothing lead in the second. Dejo Lee going deep. The pitch to Lee, swing and a drive, deep down the right field line, in toward the corner, going and going. Goodbye baseball. Opposite field home run for Dejo Lee, 14th home run of the season. His third off of Derek Holland, and the Mariners have a one nothing lead over the Rangers here in the bottom of the second, and Dejo Lee, he likes hitting against Mr. Holland. And what's amazing is the Mariners hit another home run against a lefty, which is just remarkable what they've done with the long ball against lefties this year. That home run marked the most in franchise history the Mariners have hit in a season against lefties as a team. They would add another one, too, against a lefty. 72 long balls against lefties this year. The most previous was in 1997-70. That's Kingdom Days. That's Ken Griffey Jr. That's Jay Buhner. That's Edgar Martinez, the middle of the order. In 96, they hit 69. This year, 72 and counting. Well, still plenty of baseball left to be played this month, but remarkable. The Mariners, a one nothing lead at that point. Then... The Texas Rangers would tie it. Beltron a base hit in the third inning to drive home a run. Damage could have been worse, but Heredia, an amazing throw to nail Desmond at home in the third inning. And a 1-1 to Beltre. Swung on and hit past Seeger through the hole in the left field. Desmond around third. Here's Heredia's throw. It is in time to get him. Guillermo Heredia cuts down Desmond at home plate. A terrific throw right on the money. Ionetta with the catch. Tag. Got him. Odor would pick up a base hit to drive home a run. So Texas actually takes the lead in the third inning, 2-1, to one, by plating two, but the damage could have been worse. That is a great play, and you look back on it, a huge key in this ball game. The Mariners would strike in the fourth inning. They had an opportunity in the third with the bases loaded, but Cano and Cruz strike out. But the Mariners get back to work in the fourth. Seeger a hit, Lee a walk, Martina hit, and then Ionetta drives in two with extra bases. The pitch. Swing and a line drive. Base hit fair. Down the left field line. Here comes Seager on to score. Lee running third. Heading home. Lee will score. The throw in by Mazzara is cut off by Andrews. Around to third goes Martin Ionetti in its second with a two-run double. And the Mariners have the lead 3-2 to two over the Rangers here in the bottom of the fourth inning. Chris Ionetta jumping on the first pitch. And then the Mariners would add one more. Heredia would drive in a run with an infield hit. The 0-1 pitch, swinging a chopper back to the mound, gets on by Holland. A run will score. O'Dorter is right off his glove. 
gets behind him. Here comes Martin on to score, and the Mariners have a 4-2 lead. Holland couldn't get to it. Neither could Odor, the second baseman, coming in right in front of the bag, reached down, got underneath his glove. Andrews got to it. Heredia with an infield base hit, and a run batted in. And then Texas would add one more, a solo home run by Ian Desmond in the fifth inning. So it was a tight ball game, 4-3, to three, going to the seventh. Diekman on, Seeger against another lefty. What do you know with the runner on? 3-2 to Kyle. Swung on, driven deep yeah. to right. Giddy up, baby, gone. Two-run homer, Kyle Seeger, and the Mariners have extended the lead. Seattle with a 6-3 lead. Kyle Seeger, home run number 27, RBIs 89 and 90. There it was, going deep. We have a lot on Kyle Seeger coming up in a few minutes. But Diaz would come on to protect the lead and close this one down for the Mariners. The 2-2 pitch, and it's strike three called. The ball game is over. The Mariners win it 6-3 over the Texas Rangers. Diaz will pick up his 13th save of the year. And for Taiwan Walker. A comeback win for Taiwan, his fifth win of the season. He'll go to 5-10. and ten. And for Walker, his first win since June the 30th. Five innings, seven hits, three runs for Taiwan Walker, fanning three on 105 pitches. He grabs the win. The bullpen, excellent. Scribner, Vincent Diaz, they combine to allow just one hit against the Rangers and no runs, no walks, and they fanned four as a group. They were really impressive and should not be overlooked in this one. Outstanding, yeah. Um, you know, having uh, Evan Scribner back and healthy, huge kind of bridge the gap. And uh, Nick Vincent, is, uh, he's been really good all year. He had a little hiccup there in the middle and he missed some time, but he's kind of made some adjustments against the left-handed hitters and it has been phenomenal here in the second half he's just uh, got a little different look to it using the change up a little bit more and then you know getting the Diaz but uh, the story for me tonight is Taiwan Walker um, really really happy um, it's about as, as happy as I've been for a player in a long time to kind of go through the ups and downs and then kind of buying into what we talked about and after those first two hitters tonight it would have been so easy to melt and he didn't, and uh, really, really proud of him. And, you know, he got it going, nice little rhythm. I thought his curveball was better tonight. He had some separation between the fastball. The fastball was not overpowering, but he pitched. And um, some of the adjustments that he's made with his mechanics, have, uh, I think they're going to pay off. You know, you see glimpses of it, and then he kind of comes in and out of it. But he, he hung with it, and you know, really was important to get him out of there on a, a positive note. And I was really glad he got the last strikeout. How tough is that for a pitcher to go into a game and try and change That is games? unbelievably hard. And it kind of shows you the special talent and the athlete that he is um, to, to take it in there and stick with it. Uh, I also think Chris Iannetta had one of the better games of the year tonight, um, knowing kind of what he was working with and how important it was to kind of get Taiwan through the first couple innings. Uh, he did an outstanding job with him. He mentioned Iannetta, and he's had a rough couple months here. The defensive play with the, the catch and tag and then the two-run double. Yeah, like really, really big. Um, he's had a few troubles on those plays at the plate. A lot of times the ball doesn't always stick in his glove. But on that one, great throw uh, by Heredia. Uh, was right there and it needed to be there. Uh, but for me, just, you know, the bat for Chris is, you know, has not been great. He knows that he's struggled. He's tried to make some adjustments. But big hit tonight. And, you know, you remember the, the positive ones, and hopefully he can build on that. Taking three out of four for Texas. 
you've had your troubles with them. So, get you on the right foot here going down. I certainly hope so. Um, I do think they're one of the clubs in the league. They have been all year. Their record shows it. Um, they have been very hot against us down there, swinging the bat. So it was nice to kind of slow them down. And, um, you know, we, we really, uh, I thought, had a good offensive series, just dry, grinding their starter. Um, and, you know, not always having the big inning, but we, you know, we made Derek Holland really work tonight. Uh, a number of at-bats and that bat booty had. He didn't win it, but, you know, great at-bat. And that's kind of the fight, you know, our guys have. We are not done. I know many people want to write us off, but we still got a bunch of games to play, and, and uh, it's going to be interesting. What was going through your mind after those first two batters? Um, probably don't want to know. <laughs> it's a little scary, you know. You're, you're hoping you're pulling so hard for him, um, but it's up to him. And, and uh, he, he did. Uh, he got through it. He needed to get through it. It wasn't easy. I don't know how many pitches he threw the first inning. Almost 30 pitches, I think, or even more. Uh, but um, you know, a lot of things going through my head. But uh, I'm really glad he got through it. You know, at the end of the day, there's. Uh, it's tough for an athlete, like I said, to make those kind of changes in the heat of the battle and. Yeah, nice to get him a little positive reinforcement. Seems like Edwin's kind of found it again here in the last couple of innings. He got some rest, obviously, but it seems like he's a little bit more effective with you two before. Yeah, this stuff's been, been electric. Uh, it really has. And, you know, he'll get out of whack once in a while, he'll lose one, uh, you know, the arm side up. But uh, the slider's been consistent. He's, his confidence is, is back. You know, he has had a little rest here. Uh, what happens a little bit when you're not playing well, you're closer to the pitch much. So hopefully uh, he gets plenty of work on this road trip. Seager there. Deacon Spinstrad on that tough, pretty tough lefty. Very tough. I, think that, I don't think Deacon had given up a home run all year to a lefty. And uh, I think Kyle may be the league in home runs by a left-handed hitter. So I got a good pitch, didn't miss it. Huge home run in the game. You know, up one run, kind of where we're at against that club. You know, it's going to be tough to close them out. And it really kind of uh, took the little wind out of their sails. Yeah, he's got his confidence back. He's kind of got his swag and he's got the smile back and kind of the, the, the jolly old man running around out there. And, and he's got the magic wand going, too. He's gotten a few hits and the confidence started to grow. And you know, it's, it's nice to see. He didn't like the jolly old man. Dang, swag, magic wand. All in one. All in one. It's the way it's supposed to be. He's a unique character. At the first couple of innings, it was weird. I felt awkward. Uh, just a little bit off, but uh, you know, I stuck with it. And uh, after that, the second inning and third inning, it just kind of clicked. And uh, my timing was down, and you know, tempo was better. Seven straight balls, I think, to start off the game. What do you yeah. tell yourself? How do you stick with it? Um, I mean, I just, yeah, I guess I just had to tell myself to stick with it and just trust it. And um, you know, I just kind of started letting it go and you know everything just kind of started to fall into place slowly was there a hold, was there a holding back a bit early a little bit um I, 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 was, I, was, I got more just trying to feel for it uh, just kind of uh, feel my way through it um, you know new mechanics and you know kind of amped up a little bit first inning and so I just kind of had to calm myself down a little bit did you have to fight the urge to revert back to what you had been doing um a little bit it was tough just because I got in some jams and you know I didn't Especially after seven walks, I'm like, okay, this is not going to work. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I think I, it was good that I stuck with it. Um, and it felt good, you know. Um, so just small step forward and just got to keep working with it. How important was the uh, three-run inning from your offense to give you a little bit of a boost there? Yeah, it was huge. It was huge, you know. And um, I feel like our offense has been doing a great job lately. And, um, you know, I feel like they've been picking up us pitchers a lot. Um, but, uh, you know, I feel like if we just keep playing, you know, pitching keeps doing doing well and the hitting keeps doing well, you know, we uh, put a good stretch.
yeah, down the road. We kind of saw what you were right. doing, but how do you put it into words and what you're trying to do right now? Um, it's still a little uncomfortable. It's still different, but um, you know, just really working on staying back and uh, just getting my legs into it. Um, you know, something that I've tried before, but I never really stuck with it. So was, the challenge is going to just keep working with it and uh, just trusting it and trusting Mel and you know, just guys uh, trusting the process. How much did Chris and Anna help you with that today? A lot, you know, a lot. You know, a couple times he came out and just said, you know. Relax, you know, just relax and just just throw it. And um, you know, that last inning um, against Moreland, you know, he really didn't put any signs out. He just kept going like this, like this, like this, you know. And uh, I trusted it, you know. And then uh, the last pitch was a changeup, and you know, he was like this, you know, just go and it worked. It was good. What were the emotions after you battled through that last batter and got the strikeout? Yeah, I mean, the, the, just the biggest thing was just you know trying to keep the team in it. You know, the offense did a really good job of uh, giving me the lead, and you know I didn't want to give it up, and so I'm uh, just going out there and try to battle and just uh, try to hold the lead. Thank you. Curveball made an appearance today. Too. It did, yeah. How yeah. about was that for you? Just to uh, kind of see. It was, yeah, it was good. You know, I, I feel like my curveball's always been good. I just haven't really had the confidence of throwing it, um, and I think tonight, you know, those guys are a really good hitting team over there. And, I definitely had to keep him off the fastball, but you know, just be able to throw the curveball and get some swing and misses and some ground balls and stuff with it. Um, you know, it's definitely going to help uh, moving forward. Do you feel this is kind of a new start for you? I know that you had kind of a rough couple of weeks. There. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, it's um, you know, it's just a small step, but you know, it's, it's a small step in the right direction. And you know, it's I feel like it's not going to be perfect right away. And that's the one thing I have to keep telling myself is just you know, just stick with it. You know, there's going to be some up and downs with it, but you just got to uh, stick with it. Shannon Dreyer here in the dugout catching up pitching. Coach Mel Stottlemyre Jr. and Mel, it was so fun to watch Ariel Miranda last night. And as fun as it was for us, I'm sure you were thrilled with what you saw out there. Yeah, I was. I was real proud of uh, him taking what he wanted to do prior, but you know, before the game and talking about stabbing his fastball and aggressiveness, getting in good counts, and actually going out and doing it. Uh, undoubtedly, his best game that he's pitched at as a Seattle Mariner. And, you know, I think that the most glaring thing was he had the ability to get strike one. And we all know the uh, the lineup that the Texas Rangers present. You know, there's no holes in there, one through nine. Uh, not a very forgiving lineup and, and certainly not any room for mistakes. Ariel's not somebody that we know very much. He's not somebody that you guys know very much or you're getting to know right now. And uh, it was interesting. He said, you know, even with history, you don't know a ton about of his history. What has it been the process of getting to know him as a pitcher and a person? A lot of watching and, you know, just trying to find out what makes him tick, what he likes, and trying to work within those those realms. Try not to give him too much to think about, trying to allow him to pitch to his strength. So, you know, we I've said the, the breaking ball has been work in progress. It's it's not something I want. I need him to throw 30 breaking balls a game to, to go out and have success, although he threw some good ones last night. But, uh, you know, the, the, the most glaring thing about it, he's got a little deception, and he's, he's got a pretty good fastball. And that's going to be his pitch. It's going to be his pitch to get ahead of hitters. He's going to be able to finish guys with him, uh, with hitters at times as well. But uh, he's got pretty good aptitude. You know, for a guy that may not have a lot of experience over here at this level, uh, he, he's taken and embraced some things and, and put it into action rather quickly. So it's uh, he's a good guy to work with. You know, I, I think there's some upside there. And he started to put some things together last night. Probably the best thing you saw, or one of the good things, you saw the slider in a good, he had an opportunity where he could get out there and, and throw it a little bit. 
Yeah, and I don't want him to, to get into a, uh, you know, a spot where he's getting beat with his third or fourth best pitch, and I think he's getting a little understanding that i got two other pretty good weapons or three other pretty good weapons, but, uh, I, you know, I, I'm going to show some spin. I'm going to show some shape to it, and it's going to mean something in the at-bats. It may not be the, the first time through, but later on the game, which he, he took a lot of them through a lot of them later in the latter part of the game. Going today, we have Taiwan Walker, and obviously a lot of we, we've all seen what's gone on, and we know what happened last week, and and we know there's been some kind of rebuilding that's been going on. Should we see something different? If we should he look different out on the hill tonight? Yeah, you know, physically you'll you'll see a, a little different Taiwan on his movements over the, over the rubber. You know, we've changed his posture a little bit. We've done nothing with his arm. His arm works very very good. Uh, just trying to get him to incorporate his lower half into his, up, his upper half. And, you know, how that translates, command, hopefully a little more bite on his, on his secondary stuff. And to have a feel for his body. And, you know, when, when all heck breaks loose out there, nowhere to go and, and what, what changes to make. So, with that being said, you know, anytime that you, and, and I, you know, we work mechanics with all our guys over the course of the season on their side days and we're constantly making changes and trying to get put guys in their most optimal position to, to make pitches. So it's it's a little more drastic with Taiwan and it's something that has has needed to happen. Uh, we hope that he can have some success. You know there's there's nothing worse than being an athlete and going out and trying some new things and not being able to get some results for for your efforts and for some of the changes that you've embraced. So I, I stay optimistic. I'm very excited for the changes, and it's something that, moving forward, that's going to help him, you know, uh, throughout his career. We're looking forward to seeing that. Thank you, Mel. You bet, Shannon. Well, Danny, seeing as how we are in our, our first college football Saturday of the year, it seems like a fitting time to talk with the Mariners' defensive coordinator. Uh, how, how has this season gone for you in this role, Dan? That's been good. You know, it's been, uh, uh, you know, a great season in the minor leagues, I think, for a lot of the, the affiliates and a lot of the guys uh, that are a part of the organization. Um, it's been, uh, you know, we, we've got, of, of our seven affiliates, all of them have made the playoffs. And so it's it's, uh, it's good to see uh, a winning tradition beginning down in the minor leagues. And, and uh, a lot of that credit, obviously, Andy McKay, uh, you know, uh, the head of the player development, and, and then Mike Micucci, the field coordinator. These guys have done a great job of, uh, you know, really changing the culture down in the minor leagues. And, and uh, you know, these guys uh, have really responded to that. And, and uh, it's, it's been great to see. And it's, it's really, I think, and what Andy's uh, really pushes out to all of us is that when you can change culture, you can change the results. And that's what, exactly what's happened. Does it surprise you, Dan, how quickly that culture has changed in the span of just one season? Yeah, I mean, it, it is a little, uh, you know, shocking. I mean, what, what, what we've seen, uh, the, the turnaround from last year to this year has just been incredible. And, and uh, um, you know, the teams, uh, I think players have, have uh, gained a lot more confidence uh, in their ability and, and teams have uh, come together. They've, they've uh, you know, learned how to win, how to play together. And, and uh, those are things I think we'll begin to see uh, changing uh, all the way through the minor leagues and, and uh, hopefully in the big leagues too and, and – uh, when, when you've got that culture and, and, and you've got guys that are that are used to that all the way through, uh, it, it can't help but help on the field. 
A lot of Dan Wilson fans out there curious as to kind of what your week-to-week, your month-to-month is like. Obviously, right now you're at Safeco Field with the big club, but you've been making the tours around the minors once again. What has kind of your travel schedule been like for you this year? Uh, it's been, you know, it's been busy. It's been good. Uh, you know, a couple affiliates here in town with Everett Tacoma, you know, that helps, and obviously the, the Mariners as well. Uh, but, you know, other affiliates around the country and, and uh, getting around to there as much as possible. and. And uh, it, it's been busy, but it's been good. And I think, again, when you, when you see the fruits of that labor and, and you see uh, the success that the teams have had and the players have had, uh, it makes it all worth it. So it's, it's been a great season. And, and uh, uh, with now, now that the minor league season ends on Monday and, and uh, you know, with all these seven affiliates in the playoffs beginning, I uh, get a chance to go up and, and be with the Everett Club for a couple of days and, and uh, get them started in the playoffs. The Mariners' first-year skipper, Scott Service, like yourself, a former major league catcher. What's your bond with Scott like, given that you both were a, a long-time big league catchers? Yeah, we actually played against each other in college a long time ago, uh, uh, Scott at uh, Creighton and, and myself at Minnesota, and and then uh, played against each other a little bit in the minor leagues and in pro ball. And then, um, So it, it wasn't like we didn't know each other at all before. And, and uh, you know, I think I uh, can't say enough about what Scott has done here and, and the job he's done. Uh, it, it's it's been you know great to see the culture change uh, at the big league level as well, and and he's done such a great job of that, and and uh, thankful for the opportunity to be around and, and to work with the catchers here a little bit, and and uh, um, so it's it's been a great season, and and obviously uh, uh, you know it's good, could be a very exciting month of September ahead. At the major league level, the game changes, the game evolves. As you watch Major League Baseball today in 2016, how has the catching position changed from the time when you were playing? Well, I, I think the biggest change really is, you know, comes with the, the, the new metrics on receiving and then framing and that kind of thing. So I think that's the biggest change that I've seen and, and uh, you know, the, the, the awareness of, of how to catch a ball, how to make a ball look more like a strike and and uh, taking pitch, pitches that are close to the border of the strike zone and, and uh, you know, Really trying to enhance how they look, um, and 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 make not not that we're trying to deceive umpires, but we're just trying to make the strikes look like look like more like strikes. And uh, so I think that's been the biggest change. And and obviously, uh, when you've got guys now that um, throw in the mid 90s, so many more guys in the, in, in the big leagues that throw in the mid 90s uh, with with movement, um, that can be a little bit more challenging. So I think that the, obviously the, the pitcher's velocity and then the metrics around framing are, are really the two biggest changes that I've seen. A lot of fans look at those catching metrics, the pitch framing and that type of thing at home, but do the Mariners, is that something that you guys pay attention to as well? Yeah, I mean, I think it gives us an idea of of, of what we can expect, uh, you know, uh, from from our guys, and also some of the things that we need to work on. And, and uh, obviously, those are uh, good ways in which to see that. And and uh, so um, it, it's it's interesting how how it's really affected the game. You know, I think in in all of our minor league affiliates. Uh, we have the the TrackMan system, so we're able to track a lot of data, and and uh, it does help with uh, the development of these guys. Dan, it's always great catching up with you. You're very busy. We appreciate your time. Aaron, it's always a pleasure. See you later. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.